Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of Just One More Podcast. This is November 6th, 2022, and will be the second of who knows how many episodes of our Star Ocean, the Divine Force Experience coverage thing. I am Jeff from Just One More Level, and we have John from My Brain on Games with us today, as always. Hi How are there. you doing, John? I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about Star Ocean. <laughs> After now that, now that you've made some progress. Yes, now I I am officially I'm I'm pretty far outside of the the demo area uh, for Star Ocean, so. I'm pretty sure that I'm where you were at when we recorded the last episode. I'm, I'm fairly positive, so there should be a lot that we can we can finally talk about uh, as, as as far as this game goes. Um, yeah, because you said you were uh, you're about eight hours into it now. Yeah, I'm about eight to nine hours uh, in into the game, so I've I've seen I've seen a lot, but I've also there's not really that much to see and and i'm i'm sure you've kind of got the the same feeling there um the areas are huge but there's not much to do so yeah so that's one thing i've even talked to my spouse about because she's watched me play xenoblade chronicles before and she liked watching me play those because there, those large open areas are littered with all these little pickups you get, much like the pickups in this game, those little like green floating orbs. And yeah. they had tons of funny names, and you know, you used them for crafting, they were healing items, all sorts of stuff. And this game, you know, has the same sort of thing, um, yeah, yeah. except for mm-hmm. there's not a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so, for for the most part, um, the demo takes you up to Delric Village, I believe. Yes. So when I, I think I was getting to Delric uh, in the last episode, so now I've, I've done the stuff there. I've gone through the mines. Um, the I've picked up a couple side quests along the way that I still don't really know how to complete. Um yeah, you don't, s- you mentioned killing the worms or something last time we talked a couple days ago, and yeah. there's a side quest you pick up in Delwerk where they're like, "Hey, um, go kill these worms in the Larkus region," and like you said, yeah. these areas are huge, so it is kind of hard if they are in just like one specific area to go find these. And you said you'd killed the worms or whatnot. I was like, "Where did you <laughs> yeah, find those yeah, bastards? Yes. Where were they?" And then come and, to find out, okay, you were talking about the worms in the Delwerk mines, different worms. Yeah. Yeah, the as far as the story or quote unquote story goes, I, I had defeated those worms and um, had completely forgotten about that side quest. So when 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 you were like, "Where were they?" I was like, "I I just I went up the stairs and I fought them." So yeah, yeah. So I mean, what we're going to we're I'm going back through my notes. We went to Delric um, because that's Leticia. They're looking for. Who are they? They're, they're looking for someone. They're looking for yeah. someone related to the previous kingdom. Yeah. Or to, to her kingdom. They're trying to find somebody for someone. And I'm not. And that. So none of the characters are necessarily memorable. Um, oh, I disagree. I mean, 
I, I guess mem- memorable is not the right word. Yeah, because you've been to Rythal, so yeah, have yeah. you? And you've left. Yeah, you've left Rythal. So yeah, I mean, no. there's someone that you meet in Rythal that <laughs> well, I thought I mean, was pretty, yeah. pretty memorable. I mean, so for for the most part, like the the the, the three characters that you're introduced to in the beginning of the game, uh, Raymond, Leticia, and Albert, they're they're solid characters i fairly fairly generic as far as characters go in a jrpg yeah for me um, there's there's just something about ray it's kind of i've kind of got no for it but yeah. like his face i don't know if his face is like too small for the amount of hair he has or something um, or just his body and then albert like, albert looks like he he is in a k-pop member a k-pop band yeah and Le- and Leticia, Leticia, she's just she's just prim and proper. She's just she's just she yeah. is a princess. There's there's not a lot of movement with her, so there's not a lot of weird animations. But I've I've started oh, noticing the, in the I've conversations. Started, yeah, when when the characters are talking, they have these very weird, like they, their each, faces snap into animations. Like, and each character has like twelve motions they do with their hands, and so they're like, okay, Ray like pumps his fist to his chest and he does like a peace sign or something <laughs> to the player. How can we fit that into a conversation about dinner? How can we fit that into yeah. a conversation about his planet? Yeah. And like I've I've noticed like with their with the faces, especially with with Raymond since he is uh on screen fairly fairly regularly as the protagonist, but like his mouth will make these weird like one one corner of his mouth will like just droop down as if he he's just confused about something and maybe he is I, I don't know but it's weird how the like the animations of the faces are just not smoother in the transitions to show the the reactions yeah i um, mean there was no lip syncing done for the english english yeah, dub none. you know apparently because yeah that's like one of my first notes like just jotting down some like bullet point notes in my notes it's like that was one of the first things i commented on it's like yeah, no lip syncing was done for for us English yeah. speakers. Nope. And as as far as animations go, it's there's there's not there's not much. Like I, it it really seems like the vast majority of the budget must have gone to the the combat um, because yeah, the combat which, and, the, and is, those those limited animations. I find it kind of charming because I am just looking I in mean, the conversations like, okay, when's he gonna do the fist pump? When's he gonna do this? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, okay, I know you're gonna do this. It just win. Um, but so as as you're going through Delric Village, um, you end up getting access to a new party member named Nina De Georges, I think. De Forges. De Forges. Okay, so um, who yeah, she has- is? She has a connection to the kingdom. Um, her father yeah. was an iatromancer, a semiomancer for the kingdom, and you know they all got kicked out under some some circumstances. We haven't uncovered yet why the kingdom got rid of them. Yeah, and like she's she's an, an apprentice, um, still kind of new to her craft, so to speak. But um, iatromancy is the kind of more of the like focusing on healing and and uh like repairs and stuff i I think yeah basically Um, like hospital like hey we're gonna heal people i think in basically every town i have visited after delrick there's been an infirmary so 
for the most part of as as far as those those first four characters nina's personality definitely kind of stands out a little little bit more she's not as robotic um as the initial three characters and she's she doesn't really come at things well it's just she just a nice breath of fresh air with with the characters yeah Um, i mean it was nice when like um whenever she first leaves her tutor and she's like hey um we're gonna like he's unsure you know he does i don't he's just unsure of these people you know her a tutor um dr yeezen is i don't know if that is that her tutor or is that who they were looking for um, I mean, I, I, I know there's a doctor, Yeezen, yeah. Eason, but yeah. I don't Mar- remember. Marcus Yeezen. She was an apprentice oh. iatromancer to him. And, you know, she's just like, uh, or he he's kind of still untrusting of Ray. And, of course, he has passed with Albert and Leticia. And she's just like all of a sudden like, hey, we're going to go to this next town. Um, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. going by myself. They're going to be my bodyguards. See ya. And basically just ghost yeah. on him real quick. It's like, hey, we better run away. He's going to come get us. And Ray's just like, what? Yeah, like, um, so I, I, I like her personality. It, it's a good contrast to the to the other three. Um, plus just having a healer in, in the group. Now, th- this is this is one thing that I kind of, th- this is entirely on me. Um, I... I completely forgot that you had to uh, equip passive skills. Yeah. Um, wow. So I was going through, like, I, I, for the most part, like, when you're in the demo area, it's it's not difficult. There's no challenges there. But as you leave that area and you start kind of entering, like, some of the, the, the new areas, um, like, there's this one big mud monster thing that you can fight. I don't know if you came across that or not, but oh yeah, yeah, in the Larkus region, I think I've taken him out a couple times. When I first took him on, I got destroyed, just completely dismantled because I just couldn't. Well, one, my my strategy up to that point was just run in, beat things, it's over. Um, he added a little bit more of a fold to it in the fact that he hits pretty hard. So if if you're not careful, he can wipe out your your uh your party pretty easily with his like underground attacks and stuff um after a couple times of taking taking that that uh that baddie on and and losing a couple times i was like how am i supposed to go about this and i i kind of i was like now i'm determined to beat him because i I think i lost like three or four times and then I was like, what exactly am I not leveling up? What exactly am I not? So I was going through the the, the character menus and stuff, which, God, I really hope that they release a patch or something to, to fix the, the navigation between menus, especially between characters, because it it's cumbersome. The one, uh, one set of cycles with the bumpers and then a completely different set of cycles through with the, the triggers just... And if you if you hit the trigger it takes you all the way out and like it just anyway i ended up getting i I was looking at 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 the the passives and i was like oh i don't have any of them equipped which like i was unlocking passives on the skill trees but i wasn't equipping them um and there's they 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 help 
they, they definitely help. Um, some of them where it's like uh, regenerate, uh, you know, generate 1.5% of your health at, at regular intervals and blah, blah, blah. It's like that uh, would definitely help with having to heal. Um, yeah, I, I think those are mostly what I have equipped is that auto healing, um, the healing when you take damage. That one is the one I, out of any passive ones, that's one of the ones I put the most um, skill points into just because it seems like, okay, well that's like a 20% chance to restore like 20% of my uh, yeah. health if I get hit. Like that's going to be more beneficial to me than the 1% every like, you know, half sec, every second or three seconds, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, some characters have, well, maybe all of the characters. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I've, I've seen it with, with Nina and I think with Albert, but there's a, another passive skill where it reduces how how long it takes to use items. Yes, um, yeah, everyone has that. And that's another useful passive skill because if you don't have it, your characters take a really long time to use an item. Well, you can just do um, what I do and get good and not need to use items. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I suppose. But um, so for the most part, like I, I ended up, once I equipped the, the passive skills to it, I then had no problems, um, but I, I think also I started to to realize that you can't just like run in and just wail on some some of these enemies because um, yeah. some of them do hit harder than just the the fodder that's around. Um, yeah, on the yeah. Pa- on the passive ones, I will say the one I I have maxed out one. I've maxed out some skills, some Duma skills, and some passive skills. The one passive skill I've maxed out was um, Albert's. Uh, money related one like it just increases the oh, amount of full you yeah. get after or for defeating enemies like that's one where it's just like you know that's probably going to be beneficial to me so i'm just going to pour all his skill points into that and yeah. you know it maxed out at level 10 so and it's not like a huge increase to full but it's like well every little bit of money i'm getting is going to be uh beneficial so i'm going to go ahead and focus on that um so yeah and i mean it, it's definitely I've, I've been trying to, to, to level that up as well because it is very useful. Um, which, another thing that was just, for, for some reason, with how quickly you move through these towns and the... Uh, well, so... The game so far, for me, does not have a, a good story. Um, you end up just <laughs> breezing through these towns... And well, there's really nothing to do in the towns except everybody plays this fucking game, Isoa. Yeah. And nobody does anything else except for, like, one or two people will have a, a side quest that you go and, and do something with somewhere. Yeah. yeah, towns are lively. They're full of NPCs, but you can't interact with them. But then, yeah. top, you know, talking about the story not really being anything to write home about at this early stage, like, it feels like, like basically up until Rythal, like, basically to where you are, or a little past that, it's just okay. Go to this town. Oh, now let's go back here. Oh, now let's go back yes. to the town. Now let's go back here. Now let's go back to the town. And for for the like, if I wanted to play Aoden Chronicle Rising, I would play Aoden Chronicle Rising. Yeah. If I which, wanted to just, if I wanted to take one step forward, two steps back, I'd I'd play a different game. Yeah. Which. Um, um, you know, this game has a better combat system than that game. So well, yeah. at the very like least, it, if you are if you are hoofing it between these places, um, it's yeah. more enjoyable. 
but you can just fast travel there and shave a ton of time off. Yeah, but you know, then then you're you know, as far as like trying to grind levels or try to grind or get items yeah. and stuff like. And and one thing I like that is one thing I like, but has also prevented me from doing that is, whenever you fast travel, it mentions, hey, you know, you're gonna miss out on some conversations if you fast travel. So every time oh. that's happened, it's been like, well, I guess I'll go ahead and just hoof it. Now the conversations yeah. aren't much. It's basically, you know, because these regions are so large, there's basically like two or three little like short conversations lines they yeah. yeah lines of dialogue they have as they're going to the place and it's usually just like ray or someone asking like okay now we keep going northeast from here to get to the delvar region right and then we go south yeah. to get to delric yeah. you know it, it, a lot mo- most of it doesn't amount to much yeah or, or it's something where it's like if, if i remember correctly that the pod is over in this direction oh we're we're we're, uh, we're close to where we first met uh, raymond it, it's almost nostalgic it's like that happened what three days ago like it's just very very i don't know with the with with the way things are um i i almost forget that this that these places have like a shop that you can buy stuff from so up until uh, what what was the it was rythar right rythal rythal up until Rythal, I hadn't purchased any new gear for my for my my party oh, because geez. I. No wonder I, you're having difficulty with that mud man. Yeah. You aren't yeah, equipping well, passive skills. You haven't purchased anything. Well, and so it's because it's just like you run around the town to to collect whatever is out there. Which another kind of weird thing. Like it, it's not a big thing, but it is slightly annoying the the weird choices that the developers had on what can and can't be destroyed um no are you talking about like, like the vases and stuff around town yeah i mean yeah. those are those are clearly destructible well i mean they're, they're clearly destructible but then there's so many other things where it's like why can't i destroy all of these boxes and that are you know out here like why it just yeah, it's just I mean, kind of just a budget thing. I I get it. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's like, a budget thing. I mean, that's just hey, we have to make a decision. Like, are we gonna have like a fully destructible environment, or are we just gonna have like some some little, like item containers? Well, and it's it's not even necessarily like having a a full destructible environment. It's just like you've got one vase next to like twenty boxes, and you can destroy the vase, but then the, the boxes you just swipe through them, and they don't break. Yeah, um, it reminds me of like old cartoons where it was a still frame, but like one object was slightly color, like colored slightly differently. So you knew like, okay, well that object is about to move. That's what the vases are like to me. It's yeah. like, okay, the vases are clearly a different appearance than like the background of this bedroom or whatnot. Like clearly I can destroy that. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, but between... So just the, uh, exploring the, the towns and stuff, collecting all the different things that you can get, like the the, the Duma shards and, and, uh, and so with those, have you unlocked any Duma skills? And then more importantly, have you equipped any? Yeah. So as far as that goes, yeah, I've I've uh, I, I think I leveled up the scan. I think I've got that up to like level three or four. Yeah, I so... think it, I think it maxes out at five, like with Albert's. Oh, okay. 
money generation, that was one where it's like, okay, this is going to be beneficial to have to pour all my resources into. So I max that one out as soon yeah. as possible. So instead of having to like, granted, Raymond, man, he can run. Yeah. Which I'm glad he can because these areas are just very empty, so massive you, areas. Yeah. So are you running a lot then? Or are you using Duma to traverse the land? It's, I mean, I'd, I'd say right now, um, partially because I'm, I'm kind of geared towards trying to get the achievement for like running 100 kilometers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get that. But since Duma really can't fly very far, um, I just kind of run because I can just, for the most part, zone out. With with Duma, you know, having to just kind of, you, you have that little burst flight and then he's back down and you have to like hit the button again and then burst a little bit. And it's just a very kind of like start and stop type of thing. Yeah, so. so I've been kind of the opposite, um, and for the same reason. Like, there's also the fly 100 kilometers achievement uh, trophy. Yeah. So there's one for each. But um, I'm just I'm always using Duma. I basically just hold the hold the right bumper to activate Duma, point my reticle skyward to just max out the arc of its path, and then just once I reach the apex, like okay, I'm gonna press A to glide back down and just move. So yeah. it's really made for a <laughs> Which, u- unique um, traversal method to the game, kind of unlike anything else. But, yeah, I would like it to be able to fly. Uh, which which reminds me, uh, when I was streaming, uh, I, I just happened to stumble on, onto your text message. Yeah. Because uh, there was one area I was trying to get to, and I was like, God, I have to get this like lined up just right. And um, It was painful watching you do that. I'm like, no, like <laughs> yelling at the TV, like, no, don't, don't, don't use Duma going straight. <laughs> Point Duma up. Always point and, and Duma then, and then up. And then glide. And then glide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Always point Duma up. And so, for, you know, for the most part, like, it, Duma is probably the thing that I'm having the most fun with, especially in combat. Like, just zipping around the, the that, you know, battlefield. Um, it's just thing, really fun and exhilarating. Yes. And one thing I'll say that improves that, um, I was kind of, I think I was maybe mentioning this or hinting at it in the last episode, but one thing that's improved my enjoyment of Duma in combat is pouring skill points into the Duma skill where every hit regenerates the Duma meter for use in combat. So before, I'd like always like start a match with Duma. I'd zoom in there, like hit somebody, and either get a surprise attack or um, blindside them. But then it seemed like I'd only ever use like Duma one more time in the match. Now, since yeah. I poured into that Duma skill, which regenerates its meter just by hitting it, getting attacks, and it looks like not just my attacks, but all the party's attacks. Now it seems like that Duma meter is charging up, where I'm using Duma like many times throughout a battle. Um, which it, it's definitely a, a situation where I'm, I'm like without Duma, battles I feel like would be very boring. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I've not spent because, too much time like customizing the chain combos or upgrading the chain combos. Yeah, um, I've, I think like the last session I had uh, yesterday, I spent a lot of time on the skill trees, unlocking those and throwing them into the other party members' chain combos. But for Ray, I've mainly been playing as Ray. I haven't really. I haven't really found any that is like, okay, this combo kicks ass. This is the one I want. It's basically just kind of basic yeah. stuff. 
Well, and like one one thing for me, um, I the camera sucks. Like the camera, by far, is probably the the the, the thing of the game that I hate the most. Um, In combat, out of combat, both. Yeah, both. Like. Okay. Because it, it especially when when you're out of combat and you're trying to like line up where to, to burst fly with Duma, you kind of max out at at a certain height. Like you can't really aim any higher. You can't really aim any lower. You know, not not too big of a deal. But as far as like with Star Ocean till the end of time, battles it, it transitioned to an actual like battle uh, area. And the, the camera, you could, you could see everything going on. You could see the enemies, you could see all of your allies, and you could kind of see how things were going. With this game, the camera is so, like, up Raymond's ass that you have no idea what your other characters are doing. You can't really see what they're doing unless it's, like, one enemy and you're just kind of sitting there watching them fight it. Um, which I've, I've done a couple times. I was like, I, I want to actually see... It, especially once you get Midas and get, getting to see like his spells and stuff, I was like, I I want to finally be able to see what some of these other people are doing, because uh, yeah. occasionally like you see. I mean, in that case, uh, just switch to him and play as him. That's the nice thing about this combat I mean, system. There, there is that, um, but it just it feels disjointed. Um, it's it, it's like you've got these party members, but there's not. The way they go about combat amongst the, the the party members, it's very cumbersome. Like you have to get go into like you know as far as like using items and stuff, you have to go into stop mode, go over to that character, or go over to that character, use stop mode, and they'll use that item, cycle back over. Like it, there is a lot of like motion involved in just doing simple things. Yeah, well, um, I I haven't done this um, just because I mean. Honestly, like I said at the top, I have not really used a ton of items in battle. I think during that Mudman, I was definitely using tons of healing items and going into stop mode. But I think one way you could get around that specific complaint, um, you know, you can assign items to every character's chain combos. Um, and so what I've been doing, yeah, you can assign. There's <laughs> okay, whenever you go, well. whenever you go into the chain combos, you can assign the uh, attacks. I think there's like special moves which are like, hey increase my defense for 10 seconds and you can also um, assign items and so what i've been doing for basically ray and all the other party members is you know that you've got the three press chain combo for each button but you also have the hold so for those holds i've just been putting items or those like uh, special attacks or you know special effects and so i guess i wonder if you could just be like i'm going to assign a blueberry or some sort of healing item to everyone's hold X. And then I'm just going to hit down on the D-pad real quick, switch to Leticia. I'm going to trigger that blueberry. I'm going to switch to Albert. I'm going to trigger a blueberry. I'm going to switch to Midas. I'm going to trigger a blueberry, and then I'm back to Raymond, and now I'm back to attacking. I wonder if you huh. could do that. I mean, I, I would imagine that you could. I mean, it would be part of their uh, combo chain. So, I mean, um, but I, I did not... I didn't you're, really you're learning so much stuff every time we play this game yeah because i mean the the game itself does an okay job of and 
and I would say, you know, in your defense, the menus suck. Like they're, yeah, like you said, right. I think I said it last episode. Like they're, they're, they're nested so many layers deep. They're kind of hard to com- hard to navigate, and again, it doesn't help that the font is so stinking small. Oh yeah, like it, it is very easy to just kind of gloss over um, a lot of the stuff. And if you hit the wrong button, then you're cycled back out. And I think for the most part, it's just like, okay, I'm just on to the next thing. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I didn't really, I thought that the, the, the combo chains, since it's combo chains and deals with the, uh, like combat and active abilities, I was like, oh, well, it never even crossed my mind to, to put items there because, well, it's not combat related yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Whenever you, uh, next time you go into those chain combo screens, if you look up at the top, uh, above them, I think there's you know those the three boxes, where you can again like use the huh. the bumpers to cycle through the the different categories of things you can put in there. But yeah, that makes um, I've, that makes me want to try that now. Thinking about it. it's like, could I just assign an item and then basically they all use the item on themselves and just like quickly cycle through all of them? Because then, I mean, that kind of that's kind of the cool thing about the combat system. It's like, okay, well that could let's replace using an item with something else. Like, okay, let me. Let me put a buff in there for everyone and then just cycle through manually all the characters real quick, trigger a buff, and then get back to my character. And and I guess part of it is also, like, just kind of wanting combat to be a little more strategic and methodical. Because um, there, there's really no menus when you're in combat. You're just really mashing buttons until there's no more enemies. Um, and so like with the camera, it's just like not, not being able to even, you know, passively see what your, your teammates are doing with, with their abilities. You just know enemies are dying. Yeah. I mean, so in my experience, I haven't needed to know what they're doing just because, and, uh, and, and maybe it's because I haven't had, haven't encountered too much difficulty unless it's just a stronger enemy. But I mean, I'm. I'm whacking foes. I'm using Duma to go to another one. So I mean, I'm zipping around. So I'm not like focused on seeing what my car- what my party members are doing, but I am seeing them from time to time. And kind of like what you said yeah. at the end of the day, like, hey, we're killing enemies. We're not dying. Like, hey, we're doing yeah. our part. It it's just you know it, it's not even like it's not a, a need. It's just kind of like when when you're on the skill trees and you're you're looking at the abilities and stuff that you can add to their to their uh, combo chains you know it's like oh cool this is what it looks like and really the only time you get to see it is in that little tiny preview window um again unless you switch to them and played as them well well yeah i think that's really what it's there for more or you know customizing these chain combos so the, the the next note that i've got i just have it in parentheses uh the three wise men Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, I guess Marcus and Midas are part of, cause I get, I've got them close to the, to the notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marcus Eason, um, Midas and, then and, Midas. Then, and Nina's father, Gilberto, the three wise Gilberto. Men. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, when, when, when I heard that, I was like, ah, that's, huh. I, I wonder if they're going to go like play any any like 
I wonder how religion is going to play into this. Like, I, I really, because uh, you you played all the way through till the end of time, and it it had uh, quite the plot twist near the end. Um, so I'm kind of wondering where where you know necessarily they'll go with this. Um, but let's see. Yeah. So, you know, basically that cleans up uh, Delric, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, part of. I guess before you even clean up Delric, really, you know, you scamper off to Rythal with Nina because she's going to go get some medicine from the 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 Iatromancer in Rythal. And then you guys come to Rythal and you're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's usually not this busy. Yeah. Or, it's, or it's, yeah, it's, it's not busy at all. What's going on? Well, and... Um... Midas has kind of set up some defenses. Well, that, you're jumping ahead because we're in Rythal. Seaport of Rythal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Because he's Village of Ada. Yeah, so, I mean, you go to Rythal. Okay, yeah. Get that stuff. Um, these these were, places are so memorable. Yeah, well, speaking of memorable, you know, in Rythal, um, kind of as a side thing, you guys overhear a merchant. And then finally, getting a little bit of story about stuff that's going on with the the empire. Well, um, not even that. I'm talking about like a specific merchant. I'm talking about like uh, unique character designs. Oh uh, well, yeah. There's Welch. Uh, yeah, she, Welch. <laughs> what do you think of Welch? <laughs> um, much. I I don't remember. I don't. Well, I mean, I remember her from till the end of time, but I don't remember her being in, in like this type of personality. Oh, was she in the till the end of time? I believe so. Yeah, she, she's she's basically the Sid of of the Star okay. Ocean games. They're like a recurring character, like the Vineyard family. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, like when when she was introduced, I was like, okay, this is really awesome. The 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 person, like I said, the personality seems to be a little more eccentric than I remember from Till the End of Time. Um, I don't know what they did with them with with her as far as like Last Hope or uh, faithlessness and integrity or star ocean five um but yeah so when 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 she gets introduced because she's like i said she's the sid of of star ocean and so i knew once she was introduced that uh uh like item creation and, and crafting was going to be uh introduced as well um but again her personality nina's personality really helping to kind of diversify and and being a, a really awesome uh counter to just the awkwardness of raymond and the stiffness of leticia and the for no no real reason um uh just rudeness of albert yeah what, i don't what, know what did, what did you of, think of of welch i think she looks like uh she looks like Whenever you ask a toddler to dress themselves, like what's up with the glasses <laughs> I mean, she's wearing? She's kind of like this ditzy airhead. You're you're always like sneaking up on her, and or not even sneaking up on her, but just entering yeah. her her weird house in Del Delaric, and she's having conversations yeah. with herself. She's like, oh oh, you're there. Yeah, that's uh, like I said. The, the The personality seems to be much more out there, much more eccentric than I remember from. Uh, until the end of time um and from what i played of the last hope she 
hadn't been introduced at that point when I finally gave up on it. So, but yeah, like uh, you said, it looks like she was introduced until the end of time, and she's been in every entry since then. So she's—I guess I, I must have forgot her until the end of time. Of course, <laughs> I've—I've I've not played that game in like a decade or something, so I don't remember much about that game. Well, but I mean, yeah, she introduced, uh, you know, crafting and there's what, seven, seven tiers of crafting, which if I, if I'm remembering correctly from my time with till the end of time, I think in that game, there's only really one way of item creation. So this game, you know, adds six additional ways of item creation. So, well, and it's not ways of item creation because the methods are always the same um it looks like it's just oh. different types of items i've unlocked three uh, of them okay. so far okay. and so the first one's like you know basically you're crafting healing items the next one is like you're making accessories and then you're making weapons uh, okay and so it's always well, it's always just like okay pick your character and then pick the item you're going to use and then it looks gotcha. like it's just i think it's random chance but you can also spend skill points to level up their abilities there and it looks like they level up maybe separately in those skills too it's convoluted so far yeah um but yeah like having you know she got introduced so you've got nina that actually joins the party uh welch that is just kind of the the, the crafting character that doesn't join the party right, as far as i know you know i, I I haven't seen the the entire roster of playable characters, so who knows? Maybe she'll be playable, um, but I, I don't think she will be. Um, going through all of that, but yeah, going in in uh, I, I was I was confusing uh, Rythal with with Ida's uh, or Ida, Ada, um, Ada. Well, yeah, <laughs> eventually. I mean, maybe I'll get these these names uh, correct. Uh, it's um, easy for me with Ada just because they pronounce it the same way they do the town in Oklahoma. So every time they say, <laughs> well, okay, well, let's go to Ada, I'm always just like, okay, sure, there's a game exchange there. It's pretty good. Yeah, like, and, and, you know, really the only reason to go there. Um, so just kind of hearing, like, because the, they go there to try to get a ship as well, uh, trying to, to cross the, the, the waters. Right, and trying to, I think, are they trying to get over to, are they trying to get to the capital or are they I trying to get so. to the the empire? Because you know, Letizia represents the kingdom, and there's all this talk about like the Vale Empire. It sounds like you know the kingdom and the Vale Empire are in some sort of war at odds with each other. Yeah, which there's not much warring going on so far in in the like eight to nine hours that, that I've played. Uh, there's been a couple like suspicious things that have happened, but nothing necessarily uh, like full-scale battles and stuff going on um and really they're, they're just now starting to kind of open up to the oh well yeah there is this uh this war going on between nations um which midas initially wants to have nothing to do with but uh in in Rythal, essentially that the all ships have been uh i, I can't think of what the, the, the it's term a blockade is by the veil vale empire yeah so Essentially, no ships are leaving the port, um, and they don't really know when that's going to be resolved. Obviously, there's you know the blockade is there for a reason to prevent trade from happening. Um, but 
nonetheless, Nina gets Nina gets the medicine she came there for. And then she kind of reveals, you know, she wants to be go to the semiomancy uh, consortium in the kingdom, so she can really pour her heart into uh, curing Helgar's disease, which killed her father years and years ago. Which isn't isn't that what um, uh, Eason is dealing with back in Delric? Uh, not it, Helgar's it, disease, but he is a semiomancer, and kind of per per Gilberto's wishes, Nina's father's wishes. You know, he didn't want her to become a semiomancer, but you know, nonetheless, and I think Eason knew that, but nonetheless, you know, she was an apprentice to Eason. So, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, well, we all, we knew you would want to go down this path. So, you know, there's no stopping you. Um, so, yeah, end up getting the, the, the medicine, going back to Dilric. Um, and uh, um, Albert fell ill before leaving yeah. Rythal. Yeah, that's, uh, he ends up collapsing as starting to, to, to leave, apparently having some issues with his arm. And then you find um, out it's some sort of prosthetic. It's not his natural yep. arm. And so for the most part, like, there's, uh, like, Raymond doesn't really go after him or anything. He's just, Raymond's just like, well, we got we to gotta take care of him. We got to blah, blah, blah. And uh, it essentially get him to somebody who can fix or cure this uh that this ailment that he is now dealing with um which for the most part i think um he stays in rythal right while everyone else goes to um uh back to delric to deliver the medicine mm-hmm. or or does he still, or do they wait no. for him to, to get better? Yeah, I, th- I think they just wait the night in Rythal, and then they all travel as a group back to Delric, and then that's whenever, you know, Nina tells Yizen, like, hey, I want to go do this. Also, you know, his arm's really bad. We need to see Midas. You know, he's the one who can heal his arm. And yeah. so I think Yizen finally relents and says where Midas's location is because he'd been withholding it from Leticia and all them because still holding grudges against the kingdom. Yeah. So it's uh, after doing all that, finally, you know, make, making your way to, to Ada to uh, uh, try to, to seek an audience with, uh, with Midas and probably the most button mashy battle uh, ensues um, as you approach Ada uh, Midas has this defense system in place to, to protect the town it's very much like a fortress which Raymond kind of he, he mentions that he's like isn't it's kind of weird for, for a village this far up in the mountains to uh, kind of resemble like a military fortress um and shortly after that, suddenly you're dealing with, I, I think it was 10, 10 or so uh, mobile cannons that are just firing on you. And for the most part, I I didn't really take any damage because of all the passive abilities and stuff that were uh, healing me as I was doing damage and taking damage and 
Also having Nina, who specializes in healing and, and buffs and stuff. So for the most part, didn't really have any issues with the fight. It just took a fairly long time to get through all those those enemies because like they would shoot you and then you get launched into the air and then you have to wait for Raymond to, or the, the characters to uh, get you know, up off the ground and just continue mashing the buttons to uh, deal with those enemies. But not really challenging. Not There really wasn't any issues. It was just kind of an, an annoying just nuance of things. Um, I, I don't know if, if you had a faster time of dealing with these little cannons, but... No, um, it was kind of tedious for the things you mentioned, and also because they were, at the start, not on ground level. They were on all these little platforms around yeah. the outside fortress wall. And so it was like, okay, well, I took care of this one. Now, where is the next one? Oh, that's up there. Let me go ahead and you know zoom in with Duma and try and get some aerial combos in on it. There, there really wasn't any like challenges or anything to it. Yeah, it was just kind of a just keep mashing buttons and zooming around. And um, once they all were on ground level, um, then they're just kind of like moving and they were grouped together. Um, yeah. So then you, you meet know. you meet Midas. He introduces himself and kind of like Welch. It was another one where I just like look at the character design initially. I'm just like shaking my head like. What is this? Super creative. Um, I mean, I don't know. It kind of is. It's just goofy and dumb, which, again, kind of reminds me like a PS2 JRPG, you know, JRPG from the 90s or early 2000s. You know, he's got this like purple steampunk trench coat. He's he's like super, super buff. Not really a top hat. It's more, I I, I, kind of reference it more like a pimp hat. Yeah, it's like a steampunk hat. He's got like the steampunk goggles on it. Um, and, and I guess with his uh with his like magic rod, definitely completes the pimp look. Yeah, um, and he he does not want to have anything to do with the kingdom. He's very adamant about not helping uh, the kingdom to to a point that he, I, I think he like flat out tells Letitia that. He would just rather see the kingdom uh, be defeated. Yeah, um, not a fan. So, but he I, is I'm, he is curious whenever they say they've got a patient recommended by Doctor Eason. So then he's like, "Well, now you now you piqued my interest. What's what's going on here?" Yeah, um, and like he he kind of like he he downplays his work a little bit, but also he's he's not he's not humble. But because like when he was talking about uh, fixing Albert's arm, uh, he, he references like, well, you know, it, it probably won't be as good as what you uh, currently have, but I can I can at least make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's the one who made his arm in the first place. Yeah. So it very, very much um, like like weird arm too, like semiomantic arm. So, you know, just they're. This planet's like magical, whatever, but it grows with them or it like moves with them, unlike you know just a normal mechanical arm. Yeah, but uh, so he's he's all about uh, so he he's got a, a lot of magic that he can do, but he's an engineer. He 
a master engineer. Um, so technology, he, he's, he's infatuated with it. He's, he's curious by any type of, of, uh, tech that he can, he can learn from or get his hands on. And, uh, it essentially is my, my, my notes don't have. Yeah. So, I mean, before you come, like shortly before you actually arrive in Ada, Ray gets word from Elena who he hasn't spoke to before until, you know, since their ship got attacked and they had to evacuate, he gets word from Elena that, Hey, um, I'm on an escape pod and I'm actually going to land on Aster four in like the next 24, 27 hours. Yeah. And so, you know, in Ray's mind, he's like, okay, well we got to go do this. You know, we're going to have to go rescue her here pretty quick. Um, I think after Midas treats Albert and kind of gives him his prognosis and like, Hey, here's what I can do for you. But you know, I don't have the technology anymore. We don't have the tools. Then yeah, Ray gets a kingdom. Ray, I think gets an emergency communication from Elena say like, Hey, I'm landing now and it's going to be a crash yeah. landing. And Midas is like, what is that communicator device? What is that? I am yeah, like, who, very who fascinated speaking? by that. So in effect, yeah. he's just like, I don't want to support you or go along with you guys, but I am curious to see what's going on with that shooting star and like what what this device that Ray has is. Yeah, he he keeps uh, referencing the escape pods as meteorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he begrudgingly joins the party um, to go check out uh, you know Elena's crash site. Oh yeah, and Duma and... too, because he he knows. Um, oh yeah, he yeah. knows without fail that okay. Well, that's not a semiomancy orb. That is different. Yeah, just with the the way that it acts without uh, without the appearance of of Raymond having to to do anything as far as uh, telling it what to do. Um, it just seems to to know and react. So, um, so for the most part, like he he begrudgingly joins. Um, you make your way to the the crash landing of. Uh, Elena's escape pod and like she's she's in bad shape when, when you get up there uh, going through the mountains and stuff which kind of posed another another thing in the mountains like dealing with the harpies and stuff or the, the like flying creatures that are kind of off on the, the ledge I was always like having to switch over to uh, a ranged character to be able to, to deal with them. Cause I was like, if I zoom myself off the side, Duma can't fly. It just bursts. And so if I burst, cause Raymond can't attack at range. Um, he does so have some range of, attacks. Maybe I just haven't unlocked them yet. Yeah. I, I've unlocked one and I will say it's not like great or anything, but he does have some range options, some like long, distance attacks so from from what i've got now pretty much everything that he he has is just like short range uh like right on top of enemy type things except for duma which allows him to you know get into the air and and, and attack enemies from from you know the sky but when you've got enemies that are right at the ledge and i just really not wanting to fall off and end up losing a bunch of health or not really sure exactly how they would handle that in uh, combat you do lose some health it's not a significant chunk okay so for the most part like i would switch over to like albaird and just use his ranged attacks and stuff to uh to, to deal with the, the the flying enemies that are near the the ledge and in some cases when they would leave or get more inland 
I would switch back to to Raymond. Um, but one thing with with Midas, he does have powerful magic or uh, or uh, a simiomancy, um, and so pretty much all elements he it seems like all elements he he can wield. Um, but it takes his his abilities a while to actually get off the ground, so you have to kind of give him like be able to 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 defend him enough so that he can get those spells off but um it's not not too not too long but between like nina and albert and leticia like they can pretty much handle themselves they can go out and they can just wail on on enemies and there's no issues with with midas it does take a little bit of time um which i I did sit and watch just to kind of see how how he handled one uh, a couple of enemies on his own and it does take a little bit for him to to get those those spells casted. He has a uh, passive skill that reduces the casting time, but and and that's basically what I'm pouring into him. But it doesn't seem like it really reduces it too much. But I mean, in his case, like hey, anything helps. Yeah, and I mean his his stuff hits pretty hard. So uh, plus, just kind of some cool uh, cool animations like there's. The, the the fireballs that just kind of like slowly move towards an enemy and uh but yeah he's he's made it into my uh my main uh my main team um i think i took albert out and put midas in because i was like nina focusing on healing midas kind of taking on that like black mage uh uh role Leticia, kind of a little bit of, of everything type of character, uh, kind of providing a little bit of the frontline defense, and then Raymond kind of also doing that as well. Um, kind of more of a balanced uh, balanced approach. Um, so let's see. We've got Raymond. We got Leticia. We have Albert. We have Nina, and we have Midas. They go. They. Uh, open up the the escape pod for elena um her left arm is gone uh she's going over her status report and she's in really bad shape um her her voice is also completely shot um kind of like going through a, a blown out speaker type of thing um and midas is just infatuated he is very uh curious as to what he's looking at but like while raymond is is kind of in this uh kind of sad state as far as like this happened to elena because he couldn't be um a, a better captain midas is just like hey come on wake up let's do it like we, we need to fix this like this, this like we're on a timetable now come on let's go yeah because um, she's like you know, my pod is busted. You know, I could repair myself if we had these parts for my pod. And then she's like, well, since, you know, everybody's just like, well, we don't. So I guess, I guess you're just not going to make it. And then Duma finally chimes in and reminds Ray, like, yeah. well, don't forget about your crashed pod that is still totally intact. And it's just like, come <laughs> yeah. on, bro. Yeah, like, you're, you're supposed to be the captain of these people and you're, you're letting them down. Um, but also, yes, the introductory, or, well, no, not the introductory. Uh, Duma had spoken before, but had been silent pretty much up to that point. And uh, I, I think Duma says that, um, that that Duma only speaks when when necessary. And 
obviously this was one of those times where it's like, hey, you do have the parts. We just have to trek back to your escape pod to get those parts um, to then trek back up to the mountains, um, which I I know there's I I, I know there's kind of like the, the the pressing issue of Elena's on the verge of death. We need to trek back to an escape pod that's you know X amount of time away, but. I'm really surprised that Raymond doesn't ask anything in regards to the gigantic red crystal that is just floating, um, like not even like may, maybe a hundred yards away from uh, where Elena's at. Like, yeah, it's just it, this. It resembles <laughs> the Duma crystals. That you've been flying around picking up, which I guess in itself raises a question. You know, Duma is not of this planet, and yeah. yet there are these Duma crystals all around. And then now here we are at this ancient shrine, and what do you know? It's got this big structure <laughs> that looks just like a Duma crystal. Yeah, and and Raymond doesn't say anything. Even even after going and getting the parts from the escape pod, once Elena's up and running, still doesn't doesn't even ask doesn't like it never brings it up in, in conversation so obviously they're going to be coming back to that point uh to do something with that giant crystal there's just no doubt about it um but before they do get back with the parts from the escape pod there are mysterious figures that not only um knew how to decloak the escape pod that Raymond uh, landed on the planet with, but they knew exactly where it was while it was cloaked. Which, so, to be fair, like I, I can understand them like eventually figuring out, like, hey, how to decloak this? But the like, how did they know where it was? And the camera is showing the pod, the escape pod, with like a crater that it's sitting in. It's like, yeah, geez, how did they know something was right oh, here in yeah, the center yeah. of this big crater? Yeah, yeah, true. I that I completely missed that part. So maybe for the most part, like I, I would also be one of those characters that's just like, I am so completely lost on how they figured this out. Yeah, because I mean, uh, like, it's it's decloaked, which means it's still there in its physical form. You just can't see it. So if somebody just happened to walk like right into it, they'd be like, Wait a minute, there's there's something <laughs> right here. I'm touching it, but I don't see anything. It, it's a it's a physical thing. There's there's something here. I just can't see it, um, but still don't really know anything about um, the, those mysterious figures. You you fight them off, you get your parts, you go back up to the mountain, you fix Elena, and part of like I wasn't expecting much, but I was kind of ex- I was I was wanting more than just a fade to black and then Elena's fixed. I was kind of hoping that there would be a, a little bit of like dialogue between like Midas and Raymond while getting Elena fixed up and stuff. Like I, I was kind of hoping that there would be some kind of like story elements that that they used that time for, but no, they just fade to black and now she's standing and somehow her her arm, which I don't even know where they got the arm from, like they didn't show it in the pod it was completely torn off of her like 
I just figured that she didn't even have her, her left arm anymore. But after they fade to black and then they come back, she's got two working arms again. So Yeah, I mean, it's just a case where you got to suspend your disbelief. Like, okay, she she used a 3D printer or something and manu- remanufactured it for herself. Yeah. But uh, so they, they fix her, but she's still going to have to go through a bunch of her, like, self self-repair stuff um to to actually get herself like back in working order so she's not a playable character yet but i've got a feeling that she's going to be a playable character you know pretty pretty soon um but yeah like i said i was just kind of hoping that there would be a little bit more of like i feel like that would be a good opportunity for them to dive a little bit more into story or just character development um, you know, Midas and Raymond working on, on Elena to get her back up and running. Like, I just, I felt like that was a good a good opportunity to do that, and they, they just didn't do it. And so is that where you stopped then? Um, I am, well, since I was getting the, the towns and stuff uh, mixed up, um, as you're leaving, the, you, the, the, the party separates, um, and essentially, there's or wait, maybe yeah, yeah I'm jumping it's, ahead. It's not as they're leaving; it's um, during her repairs. Nina and or not Nina, but Leticia and Albert said, "You know, those people we encountered at you know Ray's yeah. pod. That's that's suspicious. That's odd." And also, you know, now that there's been a couple of these pods crash landed, we ought to go ask around and see what people think of these meteorites. And so Nina yeah. joins up with them, and they're basically gone, just like the night. They come back and there, there's um, a, a big dude with horns. Yeah, yeah, uh, big big dude, purple horns, militaristic outfit, and even the locals, even like Leticia and Midas and Albert and Nina, they're like, we've never seen a person like that. You know, he could be like, he could be a, a type of person from the continents that we haven't been to before, but we haven't seen anyone like him before. Yeah, and it's it's kind of the uh, essentially Raymond and Midas defeat them and hold them off, and then like Raymond, I don't he again it's just kind of a weird weird thing, but like he's got his legs crossed and he just like passes out sitting up, and dude's exhausted. I mean, I, I feel like he would try to get a little more comfortable before going to sleep. I mean, they're up in the in the snowy mountains, sleeping on this, like, ancient rock. It's going to yeah. be cold no matter how you sleep. You probably want to get as little of your body on those rocks as possible. But uh, the, the story is very slow-moving, um, which... Oh, yeah, one, one thing we didn't talk about, and I thought I completely forgot... Oh. No, never mind. <laughs> well, um, never mind. So yeah, I don't. I don't think that's happened yet. So uh, one one thing, like I've I've left the mountains. Um, the, the the group has has met back up. One slight. Well, there there's a, there's a lot of like just slight nuance things that I I kind of see as annoying with the game. One thing that that so when characters leave your party and they go do their own thing when they come back they don't have their their accessories equipped they don't have yeah. their items equipped <laughs> yeah which, i found that out it's like 
what? Yeah, like it. For the most part, you know, we've you and I, we've 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 been playing RPGs for a very long time. We've we've been we've been playing for a long time, and we've come across games where we've we've decked out a character, and then that character leaves and they take all their stuff with them, and it's it's a it's just kind of an, an annoying, frustrating thing that happens. Yeah, it doesn't um, annoy me anymore. I agree that used to annoy the fart out of me, but I have moved beyond that because now I look at it just like, okay, well. By me equipping that person, I had more efficiency. I had more effectiveness when they were here. Even if they leave and take that stuff, it is what it is. I got use out of it. So, Star Ocean, at least with the the, the Divine Force, they they decide we're we're gonna take the items off of those characters when they leave. But it's gonna be up to the player to remember. Oh yeah, I need to put that stuff back on them. Uh, when they come back, which I'm, I'm glad that they don't take the items with them. That, that's fine. But I, I, I wish that if the items are still available in your inventory, that when the character comes back, the items just get put back on them. Like, I, I, I wish the game would do that. Because, uh, yeah, there was a, a couple... I, I was going through fights and stuff, and I was like, uh, I, I went back to Rythal, bought equipment, and then I was like, Huh? Why do these characters not have their accessory? Did, did they break? Is there like a durability thing? And then I realized, oh nope, they're just back in my inventory. And I wasn't quite putting two and two together that when the when characters leave the party and then they, they get stripped of their items. Which, to uh, be fair, I mean that's the first time it's happened, or you know the first major time it's happened. So it's just kind of one of those those things. I was like, oh, okay. I I, I guess I need to to pay attention to this moving forward. Um, but also, after I bought uh, the most uh, expensive stuff for my characters, I go into th- the next area and I end up finding an even better weapon for uh, for Leticia. It's like, oh, I'm so glad that I finally remembered to buy things at the, the villages that I go to, just for the next area to just give me something. Um, I think Leticia, I got her a, a, a new a new weapon in, I think, Rythal? No, Edis. Ada. Ada. <laughs> in Ada, I got her a new weapon, and then as I was moving to the next area, uh, I just got a weapon. I don't know what, what it's called, but it was like plus 34 attack, and I was like, this just... It's not even like a, a, a small jump up but it like nearly nearly 40 points better than the thing that i just bought and got no use out of because i'm obviously going to equip this thing that i got for free and is so much better than what i just paid for um and i think at at that point is kind of where i'm at um well i'll just chime in and say there was one one thing to note about that man with purple horns is um, he didn't call out Duma by its name, but he did say that any friend of that thing was an enemy of mine. So kind of indicating that this person, that purple, purple skin, big horned fella, has encountered Duma before. So then that's like, okay, has he run into Chloe? Did Chloe find a Duma? Did some did Duma did more Duma fall to this planet and have some people been using them? 
Yeah, because I, I think what we talked about in in the last episode, um, it's not it's not a technologically savvy world. I mean, they're they're not they're not dumb by any means when it comes to, to technology. They're like they can like as Raymond explains something or he's like, oh, this is what this does. They're like, oh, that okay. Um, and of course they've got Midas and Midas is obviously he, he's, he's a master engineer and, and deals with tech. So the, the, the world is not dumb when it comes to technology, but Duma is a fairly advanced, uh, piece of, of technology. So I'm, I'm curious to see just how Duma plays into this world or if there's other entities out in space that have been interfering with this planet trying to you know well, there, there's mean, a lot of questions yeah ray was ray had all these duma aboard as cargo so why did they have them aboard why did that federation ship attack them what do they want with him or his cargo you know is that purple purple skinned horn dude is he actually another alien too well and um raymond does try to reach out to his his brother antonio and can't get any connection with uh, antonio and then tries to reach out to his father uh rawl i think um and can't get any connection with rawl either and his communicator just says that there's some kind of interference that's uh preventing uh, any type of communication with them. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of dorking characters, have you looked at Antonio Lawrence, Raymond's brother, in the little codex? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, I've, he, I've gone through the glossary a little bit, but I haven't yeah. gone through the characters. He, he actually has a full character model to look at in there, and it's kind of he. I will say he looks pretty cool. It's pretty goofy at first, but it grew on me a little bit. Kind of looks like <laughs> you know something like Matrix influence from like the late nineties. Oh, okay. But outside of what I've actually done in the game, uh, there is something that I apparently missed, I, I think, in Rythal. Um, as I referenced earlier, absolutely every single person that you can talk to, or almost, almost, like 98% of, of the people that you can talk to, all are playing a game called Isoa. And I, th- I think you said that you unlock that in Rythal, which yeah. I did not because I just was moving from story mission to story mission. Yeah, so, um, so there's a side quest in Rythal, and I, I don't know if it's completing it you get it or if it's just I think she basically just gives you the a, a deck and says, hey, go beat a couple people. Okay, so not not too convoluted, which... I mean, for the most part, like you, you were telling me to kind of uh, um, keep my my expectations in check. Yeah, yeah, um, I enjoy it, but it is you know, it's not like grandiose. I'm interested to try tougher matches. Um, but yeah, so that that's essentially you know, kind of where I'm at. I was I was definitely able to put a lot more time into it um, over the last week, uh, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Didn't get any time into Yakuza because I was playing uh, Star Ocean. Um, but 
Okay, well, I'm I am up to 17 hours in it now, and so yeah, I okay, uh, so, well, fine. So I won't talk. <laughs> you know, I won't talk beyond kind of like last week. I won't talk beyond what we've talked about here. Um, I will say I do have like specific podcast notes beyond the story stuff that I want to address from like stuff from last week or just like my personal tips and tricks that I've come to pick up on. But um, so last week I remarked positively and some of the stuff's just like me wanting to set the record straight or correct stuff. Cause I had mentioned okay. I had, I had remarked positively about the draw distance and I guess I was really comparing the draw distance because you were kind of talking about the visuals being like a 360 or PS3 era game. And I was saying, Oh no, like it, this could not be on like PS3 or 360. You know, and, and I mentioned like the draw distance is one reason why. Well, I want to revoke. Yeah. I want to bring that back because <laughs> rain um, that in. Yeah, I'm going to rein that that compliment in because draw distance is pretty bad, especially when you're in towns where NPCs like pop up like right in front of you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know this this game definitely could, still cannot be handled on like you know couple generation old hardware because these areas are large. There's like no load times. And even though the areas don't really have a lot of items, even like a lot of groups of enemies to fight, they are still cluttered with a lot of like just grass and trees and stuff like that. Stuff with animation that takes up, you know, processing. Yeah. Um, also commented negatively about the menus. And of course, we did, the, did some more dogpiling <laughs> on this episode. Um, yeah. Especially the accessories submenus. Um, yeah. So I have while my while these are pretty bad still. Um, one of my fears from last week's episode was unsubstantiated. I thought equipping the Asowa playing pieces to a character, um, because we have those that you find throughout the game, or and they actually um, provide benefits whenever you equip them as accessories, and actually like really killer benefits. Yeah, like forty five percent of stuff. Yeah. So I thought. If I was equipping one of those that was in my Isoa deck, that it would remove it from my Isoa deck. I was afraid that was going to be the case. I tested it out, and that is not the case. So, right. like, at this point, my Isoa deck is kind of filled almost totally with, like, the special named um, figures, like, basically the characters from previous Star Ocean games versus those just generic, like, soldiers or knights. Um, so I was afraid to equip those accessories, even though they had, like, tremendous benefits. Well, I finally test it out and be like, oh, okay, it does not unequip them. So, yeah, I'm going to make sure to use those. Yeah. That said, I still wish the menus were better. And yeah, in one of the ways okay. that I wish it was better that those items, those accessories were consolidated to a single line item, a single row, instead of listing, like, everyone out. I don't know about you, but at this point I have nearly the max amount of sacrificial bunnies, the sacrificial dolls, which are the, the accessories you equip that whenever you die, it just brings you back. And, why, and that, why is that stuff not on a single line? Why do you have to list every, each 20, each one of those 20 items individually in the yeah. accessories menu? And I, I, I would like to point out, um, in Star Ocean till the end of time, now this was several generations ago at this point the sacrificial doll things were much harder to come by in till the end of time so like i i never used them in that game because i was like i just they're so rare like literally like i i think i may have come across three in the the time that i played 
they 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 were not as abundant as they are in in the divine force so the fact that they do take up so much space is is a little i mean more more annoying than than most things because like i'm just like oh great i found another one and it's not like i'm really having any challenging fights either like i've i've had outside of that that mud fight everything else has been fairly simple to deal with so i have i've really had no need to use them and another thing with it is like if if you're coming across items that apparently you have too much of the game just automatically sells it unless it's like a material for crafting then you just don't get to pick it up or sacrificial doll and it just takes up another line like there's there's weird weird things with the 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 inventory management system in the game that i i i don't really understand yeah like like you're talking about you know like blueberries you pick up blueberries from those like green orbs that are like scattered around in like two places in these super large areas and like you said yeah. if your inventory is full you they just stay there you don't pick them up but there are also some items in these areas that you can break with your sword or your weapon and if you get one of those if you get a blueberry from that then it will sell it then it will trigger like yeah. okay we're gonna go and sell it yeah it's like why why isn't that just for for everything like why why is it some and, some items and because like, it's 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 a blueberry out in the open or a blueberry that's in in a vase the blueberry in the vase will just sell that if it's just out in the open oh nope can't uh, can't pick that one up and so one thing I've done, and it, this could be why they did it that way, is whenever I encounter those green orb items that I'm maxed out on my inventory, I'll just go into the crafting menu and be like, okay, it's basically the the max capacity on this item is an indication that I get a craft with it now. So then I'll just be like, okay, well, I'm going to go, everyone's going to craft one thing with blueberries, and that's going to free up a lot of slots of blueberries, and then I'll be able to pick them up for a while and not have to run into mm-hmm. item capacity issues. Well, that that's that's good to know I've, I've only toyed around with the the crafting just a little bit um just to kind of see how it functioned i think i've done like two or three items i uh, got the achievement for doing the first one but uh um but yeah for the most part like i haven't done a whole lot with the crafting because sp trying to level up skills and get things on the skill tree and all like so much stuff pulls from SP and it's like I you know you, you get SP when you level up and so it's just kind of a just kind of a situation where it's like okay do I do I want to use this to power up my my crafting stuff or should I just focus on like my my skills and stuff and like how much am I going to really craft and like starting to kind of get to that point where it's like trying to balance where I want to spend those points yeah, I've not poured any SP into my crafting skills yet, but I will at some point, you know, like you said, once I run out of other things, I deem more important. Um, yeah. One nitpick I did not mention last week, I think, is the target lock-on in battles. It's uh, awful. I wish that there was a more drastic cursor reticle change between <laughs> yes. just on an enemy and locked onto an enemy because... I can't I can't tell you how many times I have like pressed R3 just try to tell am I locked on or am I not locked on? Am I locked on or am I lo- yeah. not locked on? And I will say I think I figured out the solution to it. Um 
from the time I wrote this note a couple days ago. And that is to just press left or right on the D-pad when you're in battle because that cycles through the enemies or the um, body part that you're looking at. And I think even if you're not locked on, if you press left or right to start cycling between it, it does lock you on. So now, oh. so now I just never lock on to an enemy by pressing R3. Um, I just, okay, this enemy has multiple selectable body parts. I'm just going to keep pressing like left until I get the one I want and I'm locked on. Well, that's definitely good because I, like, I, for the most part, I, I, I thought you would have to be locked on to be able to cycle between them. So Apparently like not. Constantly having to, to juggle that. Because, um, yeah, like, I would hit R3. I'm like, am, am, I, am I locked on? Am I not? So I'd hit it again. I'm like, oh, I okay, was. maybe, Great. maybe, maybe I am now. So then I, I would use Duma to zoom in and I'd end up flying towards someone else that I locked on to. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That I apparently was locked onto you and not the thing I was, I was actually fighting. And I, I was running into that a lot with the Midas turrets. Cause like I'd be targeted to one thing and then it would almost seem like the, the target lock would just disappear. And I'm like, what, what, why did it just, so I tried locking on again and then I'd, end up zooming towards somebody else. I'm like, that, ah, I just really want to get through this fight. There's so many enemies, and they all have a lot of health. And I get through, like, one chain of my attacks before I get hit with something that launches me into the air, and then I'm having to wait for Raymond to slowly get back up. Um, or, like, the the VA gauge. Uh, if I blindside some, something, it's like, okay, I've got a massive gauge that I can work with. But then if you get hit and knocked into the air it, it drops it back down to like five or six notches which is where i'm at now um i think i'm at like six notches so it's like all right well that's great i i had like 30 and now i'm back down to six because i was only able to complete one chain of attacks before i got hit by that uh bomb or rocket or whatever that launched me into the, into the air um so yeah i i kind of wish that there was um kind of with like uh street fighter where if you if you time a button press just right that the character just like pops back up like you don't have to wait for any like animation or slow getting back up from getting attacked but just like if you time it just right like right before you hit the ground or something if you hit hit like your your dodge button or something just at the right time like he'll roll or whatever to to not have to sit through like that five second to ten second animation process of of him getting knocked down and then having to wait for him to stand back up and then get back into the fight now there is a passive ability that you can unlock and equip i think on everybody that it does not stagger you or knock you down if the damage is below a certain percentage well i will have to try to go after that that yeah i i think i've got that i i think i've got that one equipped to ray so i again it's something like i have not really dealt with so i it's like i and that's one where i've just poured in i put some uh skill points into that some sp into that so you know that increases the the threshold yeah but uh it's good that there's a passive that that you can use that uh you know addresses that because it is definitely annoying to be dealing with a lot of enemies that can like you know stagger you or or knock you down and stuff then you're having to sit there and wait to get back into the action or i mean i guess you could just cycle to another character but 
And so the last thing I want to talk about, which I think is probably going to be um, the most important towards getting some achievements at the end, like getting all those relationship, uh, seemingly relationship-associated achievements and trophies, and then also just, I think, to get the most out of the game. Um, you know, we've talked about early on so far, you've just been bouncing, like, go to this town, go to this area, go back to the town, go back to this area, go back to the town. Um, yeah. One thing I have not done really is fast travel anywhere so you know i'm like 17 hours in but maybe i'm not that farther into it than you are just because i've not fast traveled anywhere i've been hoofing it everywhere so i've been getting these like little ter- side conversations those little tertiary conversations in the in between towns or wherever but also i am going back into every village and whenever you go back into a village after like the main story stuff's happened there your party disbands and then they are just scattered throughout the town. You see them on your map. They're marked with green triangles. And you go and talk to them. Sometimes it's just a normal conversation, just like a thing talking about what's going on in the story right then. But this is also when most private actions seem to occur. They're like more detailed yeah. one-on-one conversations. And sometimes there's multiple people involved in the conversation. So, yeah. so I've so been doing that. And then so far, I've only had one of those, and that was kind of a like the a demo pseudo one. forced one. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, make sure to be going back to these towns every time. Even like there was one point I think whenever you first leave Rythal, I was like, well, you know what? I want to head back and look at something real quick. And it's like, oh, I actually got like two private actions because I I don't know if I had my relationship built up or if it's just because this or that. Um, another thing I'm doing whenever I'm going back to these towns. Now that I have the Isoa deck, whenever you actually talk to those people who say, hey, I want to play Isoa, it tells you their rank, which I think is important because there, I believe there's an achievement trophy related to basically beating everybody or becoming the master of Isoa. And oh, it looks yeah. like you probably have to challenge these people whenever you're at their rank or near their rank. And so I've come across people with like, like eight different levels of rank. So in my notes, I'm saying, you know, hey, the the schizophrenic girl in front of the inn um, is level six master. She wants to play Isoa. The the handsome boy inside the inn, he's a beginner, and he wants to play Isoa. And then I'll cross them out whenever I beat them. Oh, gotcha. So that's helpful. And then there's one more thing. Whenever I go back to these towns... It never fails once I've kind of explored. Like, okay, I've talked to everybody who's those big circles on the map. Those are basically all the Isoa people. I've scouted out any of the side quest people. I've spoke to every one of my party members, see if there's any private actions. I also stay at the inn and then eat a meal that's going to increase someone's, you know, some a meal that someone likes. Because I imagine that is yeah. like the invisible relationship meters that are determining the private actions you're getting that are then, I guess going to determine those relationship achievement trophies at the end of the game or at some point i don't know well as as uh players of fire emblem we we know how important the right meals uh, go towards improving relationships with characters yeah yeah so basically when it comes down to it whenever i i am going back to these towns i'm basically just min maxing it's like okay well this side quest <laughs> or you know the the storyline quest it's taken me from um 
It's taking me from Rythal all the way back to Larset Village. So I'm going to go ahead and check out Rythal while I'm here. I'm going to stop in Delrec, see if there's anything new there. And then I'm going to check everything in Larset. Another another thing I found, um, the Duma points, I don't think the Duma points respawn, but I think new ones are generated at certain points as the story progresses. Because I have collected all the Duma points in like every place I've been to, but then I've come back here recently, you know, like 10 hours later or so, and there's like new Doom, there's new Duma points in Delarek. It's like, no, I collected all these before. So it looks like, you know, periodically throughout the game, they, I don't think they regenerate because I think these were in different places, but I think new ones are generated. Huh. Well, that's definitely good because I was wondering about that with, because, um, you know, I, I, I think the max level of, I, I, I saw a thumbnail on uh, on YouTube while I was just scrolling through uh, like recent videos and there's a thumbnail that said that like the max level for characters in Star Ocean is 255 um, so gonna get a lot of SP which hopefully allows for maxing everything out but I was really wondering about Duma because of the fact that it, it is something where the it seems like those crystals are finite. Yeah, it's kind of like you wonder, well, will I have enough to just max out everything, or do I have to pick and choose? Yeah, which is one reason I just kind of... I was playing it safe and focusing on the, the, the scan, just making the scan uh, radius uh, larger, because I was like, well, as as far as... like. As far as exploration goes, having a maxed out scan will make finding everything in this area or in all these different areas a lot easier without actually having to like zigzag across all these massive areas. Yeah, and which, as I've as I've returned to these areas now with like Max Duma scan, you know, it scans a large chunk of the area and like I can guarantee you I have caught every mini bunny now. I have opened every treasure chest in these areas. <laughs> Well, and I, I do like that when you scan something, you know, it if those little uh, mini bunny things around, like it'll actually change the, the dialogue to there's a, a small organic life. Mm -hmm. uh, and it actually and it actually puts a little icon on your map. So for the most part, like, um, you know, I, I, I still wish that there was more to do in between the towns. Oh, for but, sure. But, you know, it. For, for what it's worth, I mean, the game is still enjoyable. I, I think I, I think some of the enjoyment is slightly unintentional. I think a lot of it, like we were talking about the animations of the faces. Um, you know, there, there's things where it's like, oh, okay, that, you know, is, is interesting. Or uh, just the new personalities that were coming across with the characters, like with Midas and Nina and Welch. It's like, uh, okay, so finally getting these eccentric characters that, you know, aren't dumb. They've got something that, that, that they're kind of doing behind the scenes. Like, they're, they're, they've got a potential of, a, of a, a really cool story behind them that, you know, intrigues me. With Raymond, I don't really think there's much of a cool story. With uh, Leticia, like, she's a princess, and I really don't care with Albert, it's like okay, you are the the, the bodyguard to the princess. Uh, his 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 personality did change a little bit after he got sick and his arm got got treated. Um, 
not as much of an asshole to, to Raymond. Um, but with, with Nina and with Midas, um, you know, much more outgoing, uh, eccentric personalities to, to, to offset the awkward and just stuffiness of, of the three characters that, that you start off with. But yeah. And for my part, like, you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of pales in comparison to some of the games like, you know, pre-release i was getting hopes for like xenoblade chronicle style you know large open worlds and yeah. it's not not quite that you know like you said these places are like really empty really desolate but i am still getting a kick out of the game loving it enjoying it but probably honestly in the same way i'd enjoyed just about any type of rpg like this like yeah like what i was just talking about of basically like i don't fast travel i like hoof it between all these areas i'm revisiting all these areas like all the time like my enjoyment is coming from basically like wringing everything out of this game, like min maxing as much as possible. Like I'm just like holding a, holding like a lemon in my hand. And I'm just squeezing everything I can out of it. Like that's, that's yeah. part of my enjoyment. Yes. The game's fun and all that, but I'm just like, just enjoying like collecting everything, ticking the check boxes off. So uh, one, one, one thing um, with you is, like, do do you feel like uh, the divine force has has a good level of crunch to it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just like what we're like, talking like about, meaningful. Like the, yeah, just like uh, meaningful. I'm not sure quite yet. Like, <laughs> there's it's even like playing the demo. It was one thing that got me intrigued, and it's kind of been a little disappointing at this point. But it's kind of also like a little disappointing early on, but kind of fleshing itself out. It's like SP, the skill trees. There's yeah. there's so much stuff to upgrade and to improve, but then you kind of go through it. Like I've been going through the skill trees, and for the most part, it's kind of like there's so much on here, and I kind of don't care about any of it. It's you know yeah. the skill trees are are basically just your levels. Like whenever you level up, I don't think anything really improves. You just get more SP, which you then can go put on the skill tree. You'd be like, okay, HP up twelve percent, defense up four percent, guts up twelve percent. And then, of course, the skill tree also has the other moves, like the actual attacks, the special abilities, resistances. Um, you know, and there's just so much of it right now that maybe early on it was kind of hard to figure out what I was like, what should I put it into? What's worthwhile? Um, I'm kind of getting into niches now where it's like, like without Baird. It's like, okay, I'm going to pour all my SP into that money perk. Um, I think with with Midas. I basically saw his skill tree. I like looked around his skill tree, like, okay, what are the, all the special abilities? What's, what are the passive abilities? And then I saw the one for, um, reduce your cast time. And I basically, I basically made a bull, uh, you know, a straight line for it. It's like, okay, well that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on yeah. getting to that. And so that's kind of what I've been trying to do is like, okay, what am I going to focus on for this character? What am I going to focus on for this character? to try and, you know, get myself invested in actually caring. Because the last session I had, I think I had, like, just a two-hour session or something, maybe three-hour session. I was really digging it, but I went, like, the whole thing without spending any of those SP. And it was real gratifying at the end because then it's like, okay, now I can make some progress all at once where it felt like I was just kind of pouring, like, okay, well, I'll get this upgrade. And then kind of forget what I was doing for, well, what was I upgrading for Nina? Yeah, because it and that's kind of where 
I, I've kind of stumbled a, a little bit is, um, you know, you, you level, you get the SP, and then you go in and you unlock something, but then it's like, since it's all such, you know, minute um, improvements, you do kind of lose out on, it's like... It's hard to see what's changed. Yeah, so it's like, okay, well, I, I guess I need more abilities. I guess I need more skills. I don't really need to power these things up too much because you're, you're not really seeing the improvements and stuff because I'm not really running into issues with any of my fights. Yeah. There's no no real challenge. So it's like, okay, I'm not since I'm not seeing any real difficulties in battle, I guess I don't really need to focus too much on improving the actual abilities after I've unlocked them. And I suppose I suppose that would change if we chose a harder difficulty. Um yeah, because I mean, yeah, I, I've run into the same thing where it's just like I think I powered up everyone's everyone's attacks like once and they do like 10% more damage it's like I don't know that that's yeah. even enough for me to really tell but at the same time I'm not having any difficulty and I don't know if that's just because the game is easy or if because I'm specking in some of this other stuff like those passive abilities that are healing me that I'm I am playing the game right I am making it easier yeah and it it's because I, I chose, I think there's three difficulty settings, and I, I chose Galaxy, just like the, 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 the normal. Setting. Yeah. Um, but maybe I, I maybe I do need to jump up to that next difficulty just so that the battles are more challenging or something. Because, yeah, like I'm, like when I level up, I go in, I, I cash in the points on the, the skill tree area just to get like the, the attributes, you know, stronger. Um, but kind of like what, what we've been saying is just like there's since there's no challenge in the fights, like it, it's very much like, well, I don't really know what path I really want to take the characters because all of the characters, like no one's having any difficulty. So because like when, when I first started, I was like, OK, Raymond, he's got the sword. He's going to be upfront. Uh, Leticia, she's got you know the two uh, two little like daggers or knives or whatever. Um, and she's going to be more of a, a, a roguey type of character, you know, maybe thieving and stuff. But she doesn't do any of that. Um, Albert, he's got the the range, so I'm going to keep him kind of I'm going to keep him back so that you know he can do his range stuff and not have enemies all over him. But no one has any issues there's no no real challenge so it's like okay i'm i'm trying to develop these characters in a certain in a certain path but you know i'm there's no there, there's no challenge to it and it's like okay well i i guess i'm just going to just just keep unlocking things as i go cuz like I figured when I, I changed out Albert with, with Midas, I was like, maybe this will pose a little bit more more of a, of a challenge. Maybe I'll have a little bit of a, of a different take on things. And no, still not really having any issues with, with any enemies. Um, I, I think all of my characters are, are around, I think they're like level 19 to 20. I, I don't know what levels your, your characters are at, but like, since I haven't had any challenges, there's really been no issues. Like, I don't really know how to continue developing these characters because, like, 
Yeah, and maybe apparently everything's going fine. Yeah, and maybe it's still, you know, kind of because you're eight hours, I'm 16 hours. You know, it's like, you know, this is a 60-hour game. So, you know, we've still got lots of game to go. Yeah, but... So for for the most part, like I'm I'm enjoying the game. I'm I'm like there's there's it is not a well polished game, but it it's it's a solid game. Yeah, I mean it's I think we've talked about it before on this talking about like Shenmue three. It's like listen, yeah. I love Shenmue three. It's exactly what I want it to be. I could not recommend it to anyone unless you knew what you're getting into. It's like this, you know, it's kind of like seeing this game come out. And then seeing the new God of War come out. Like, God of War is a game that had <laughs> yeah. probably insane budget, insane development cycle. It's getting all these accolades. And then you see this. It's like, these are two two different tiers of games. Like, Star yeah. Ocean, it is a B game, maybe a C game. But if you're wanting, like, that sort of style game, that sort of, like, PS2, PS3 era RPG, it's awesome. It's a great game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like the people who love like the the the, the 1980s slasher films and stuff. It's like, man, these are corny and cheesy and just yeah. really awfully made. But it's, it's like a genre film. It's like, hey, if yeah. you love if yeah. you love like this specific era of JRPGs, like late 90s to mid 2000s, this is one of this those. is for you. Yeah. Um, but like like I was saying a little bit earlier. Um, just been pouring what time I can into Star Ocean. Uh, I think with the previous episode, I was at like an hour and 40 minutes or something. Now I'm between eight to nine hours. Uh, you are, I think you said 17? Yeah, my my notes say I'm at 1659. Oh, so we'll go so, ahead and just, we'll round up to 17. Um, so a lot of progress has been, has been made on, on both fronts. I'm very interested to see just what happens next in the game because now that we're now starting to get those characters that have have personalities that that I like with Midas and Nina, I'm 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 wanting to see the next uh, the next characters um, and just be able to dive more in, into just the the wonderful story and how it's developing. Uh, yes, maybe the, talk about some of the the private actions. Yeah, there was one. There was the one thing I stopped myself on talking about because you have not reached in the story yet. So yes, next session I am very, next episode I'm very interested to talk to you about some event that's going to happen. Um, but because of pouring that time into Star Ocean, didn't play uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I'm not quite sure if it's going to be put up on the onto the shelf uh, until Star Ocean is done, but. Um, since I, I'm not only am, am I at least enjoying the combat with the uh, with Star Ocean, just the fact of just trying to keep up with you at this point um, is, is, yeah. is another motivating thing to, to keep keep playing. Um, yeah, sometimes I'd log on and see you. Like I've not. There were some nights where I didn't really have a lot of time to play this week. Like I'd log on and just like play for like 50 minutes or something. But I'd log on, and I'd see you playing. It's like, oh, he's got to be playing Star Ocean. All right, he's going to start catching up from last week's episode. And you'd be playing Smite. I'd be thinking to myself, what are you doing? <laughs> well, that's, you know, there's, you know. Where are your priorities? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of all over the place right now. They're uh, trying to, to, to have game time with the with the significant other and uh, try to 
you know, play some of that. I mean, Smite. Okay, well, is, yeah, that's more important. You know, Smite is 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 fun to to a degree, um, as far as like cooperative. You know, having having something to do. But uh, uh, so yeah, like playing playing Smite alongside uh, Star Ocean, but still got what six hours in into into Star Ocean. Um, have Have you put any time into Ease, or has it all been been Star no. Ocean this time? No, yeah, I've I've put in a I don't know how much a couple of hours into Ease in the last week. So yeah, I mean I've I've mostly been wanting to play Star Ocean. So last time I talked, I think we ended, and I was talking about you know I really want to play Ease more than Star Ocean because I feel like Ease is a better yeah. game, and I'm still kind of that way, but I am starting to hit a groove in Star Ocean now where it's like. There are so many like little different things I'm working on and so many different things I'm like min-maxing. That's like, well, I can put a little more time into Star Ocean and make some progress there. So um, still in plain ease. Um, it's being on the Vita, it's super handy whenever the little one is, you know, getting ready for bed or playing and doing something on his own. I can just sit there and pop open the Vita and start playing that for like 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. The the the, uh, the the portable nature of the Vita is uh, is nice, um, but as, as we said, I'm 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 interested to see what what's going to be happening in uh, in, in Rythal, uh just so we can have that conversation. Um, but I I think this is probably I mean we've we've pushed. Uh, an hour and 46 minutes from uh from my my count on the, yeah uh yeah let's so hurry I, up and I, end this i want to go to bed yeah that's uh i was like for the most part i didn't really know how many how much we would have to, to talk about but obviously a, a pretty good amount so um hopefully people are enjoying the star ocean coverage um and just our, our experiences with the game um it it's a mixed bag but we're we're enjoying it um and we well not not just we but you all will hear from us with episode 18 with more of our uh playthrough of star ocean the divine force i am jeff from just one more level and this was john from mybrowngames.com and we'll see you next week bye bye